Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was What's up, everybody? Welcome into this live episode of Big Drive Energy brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, as always. I'm here, Big Drive Spence, with my brother, Big Drive Mitch, and we've got the legend, Henry Chisholm, at Henry Chisholm on Twitter, Hank. Um, Hank's holding on to a bet here, fellas. And uh, I feel kind of like a dick because the whole day, Mitchell and I have been cheering against Phil Mickelson. And for, for the record, I want to start out with, we don't hate Phil Mickelson. No, we but just we, we, we just, just want this to be close. Like, yeah, we just I, want a fun golf tournament. We're we're currently watching Phil head up the 18th fairway with a two-shot lead. He's sitting at six under, trying to become trying the, to not piss it away. Trying to not piss it away. Mm-hmm. But for the record, everybody at the top of the leaderboard today has kind of pissed down their leg. Phil Mickelson today Kepka got back to four though at least. Yeah, I mean, but, so Phil Mickelson today is one over par. Louis Oosthuizen, one over par. Brooks Kepka one over par. And everybody else in the field was wrecking it. I mean, Abe Anser shot 64 this morning. Yeah, and I think the wind obviously has something to do with that. I think the wind was down a little bit in the morning. But even this final stretch, they should really be able to get after it. I don't know if there's some sort of nerves showing here. uh, But every single hole 15 and on is straight down wind, so... You would like to think they were going to score pretty well on that. Yeah, so the wind, for those of you guys watching the championship and saw that graphic today, the wind has changed considerably 
from rounds. So one and two is relatively the same. Mm -hmm. Changed yesterday, and now it changed again today. And Phil, the, the only reason this even matters, mm -hmm. they're all playing the same golf course. But Phil Mickelson's left-handed, lefty, obviously. So that it's it. It plays a lot different. It does. It yeah. plays an entirely amount different for him than it would a right-handed golfer. Absolutely. And watching him roll up the fairway, it looks like. Look at this crowd. Th this Holy is great. Shit. How great is this? If you guys are watching yeah. watching the tournament along, this with is not it, COVID. The absolute intermission, their safe. ball, and they're up two one. <laughs> so flip over to the PGA Championship. The CDC is watching this, just cringing. <laughs> no, I think the CDC is cool with it now. You think like, so? Either masked or vaxxed, for sure, all of them. I'm wait, definitely. so wait, is Phil in the middle of the fairway? Is Kepka left? Oh. Or no? No, I think he is. I think he is left. All right, there's so talk, many people over let's there. Let's talk that. about. Let's talk about how weird it is that they can use rangefinders now. Not from a standpoint of it being actually weird, but from a standpoint of seeing them like pop this Bushnell out. Yeah. Like, if you're Bushnell now, you have to get that PGA Tour level sponsorship. I think sure. I think they already have that in the works. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Bushnell is basically paying all these guys, paying the PGA Tour, to use their rangefinder. It's cra it is crazy though to see. And it's also crazy it wasn't a thing for so long. Oh, I know, right? Like, like the fact that the, your, your average golfer can go out there and know exactly how far they are from the green, and we make the pros, like, do math in a little book based on the notes they took beforehand. Like, since, since when does that make sense, you know? Yeah, like, it's, it's so... There's Golf is trying to become new school in yeah. so many ways, and then you watch the PGA Tour, and they have to wear pants... They have to, I mean, they have obviously have to play by the rules. That that makes complete sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a lot of things on the PGA Tour, especially the whole rangefinder thing, just, it's so old school. It yeah. is so completely old school. Yeah, we uh, we as golf players and golf pros and Hank as a, as a legitimate golfer. Yeah. Uh, some days. We're trying to, to bring in this new era of golf where... It's okay to wear shorts, like, on the PGA Tour. Did you know yeah. they still can't do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's only because it's weird every time. During practice rounds, they can now, though. Yeah. They're moving in the right direction. Yeah, um, it is a, it's, just, it's just a weird thing. And, okay, and there's here, a part here, wait, of here's Phil's second shot. Oh, you did. It is a beaut. Center of the green. Oh, closer than center of the green. He's, like, 15 feet. Uh, Look this, at that crowd. This crowd is going. There's a borderline mosh oh, pit behind Phil Mickelson. Eight. Oh wait, can we talk about it real quick? Did you see that dude touch him on the shoulder the other day? No. Phil freaked the fuck out. Like, blew <laughs> really? his top. Really? Doesn't and, like having a shoulder touch. And he's almost like Shooter McGavin. Like he's always giving these like thumbs up and like hat tips. And then some dude goes like this to him, and he's like, "Whoa!" Like you saw him. He's like, "Don't fucking touch me." <laughs> he literally got in the guy's face. Like, freaked out. It was hilarious. He like probably hates babies. He hates dogs. Yep. But you know that's Phil Mickelson. You know I I never liked Phil growing up. Like so so I born in 1997. Like that's Tiger's start. And so all that's kind of like happening as I was growing up. Like yeah. Tiger was golf to me, and Phil was the guy who tried to stop Tiger. But as Phil has progressed, like it, it seems like every time he has a good tournament where he's like relevant or he does something with like Tiger and they're doing like the match or whatever, every time he just grows on me. And at this point, I'm a full on Phil stand. Yeah. yeah, honestly, he's progressively gotten cooler. I think we yeah. talked about it in a podcast a couple weeks ago or maybe a couple months ago that the the match and like getting those guys mic'd up on the course yep. in shorts, chill. It it changes your perspective of these dudes because 
they're yes, they're playing for a hundred thousand dollars, which is pocket change. To <laughs> oh, them. I was gonna say a hundred. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. I mean the overall concept of how they act on the golf course. When it, this is a life-changing win for Phil Mickelson. Yeah, he's setting. He's in the golf record books now. If he holds on, to he's this setting later. yet another record. But and so obviously he's going to be uptight. Like he, he during this, he's going to be uptight. He's going to be serious. He has. Dude, to Dude, look it's at this scene on the 18th. How, it's incredible. How cool is that? Phil getting lost in the crowd. Even he's probably so annoyed. He's probably getting some major uh, crowding vibes. Like he's. Say, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like, step back, please. And Look if you guys that. hear all this background noise from this podcast and this live you show, see, you see we, this are, we are clearly jersey. at the DNVR bar, yeah. the best spot in Denver to watch a game. It's a I'm packed house. I'm downstairs right now. It's packed. Every goal, if a goal happens, we may just stop talking for about two minutes because yeah. it's insane in here. I just have to hope that I don't scream into the mic. I have to remember to push the mic away before I scream. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> If you see us, I'll shove the mics break, away. Just break Allie's eardrums. It's it's three to one abs. <laughs> yeah, at that, that point. wouldn't that wouldn't be good. If the mics move away, it's goal abs, and they're up three to one. But Dude, there's just nothing better than that. Look, like like golf is just so special in the way that this is how things end. Look at this. It's yeah. So he, he's like a rock star. Phil Mickelson is fighting his way through a mosh pit to go try to knock in a putt to win a major. That is absolutely insane. How cool is this scene? This oh. feels pretty normal again. Yeah, I know it's starting to yeah. feel like like normal life is kind of like watching back. the Masters last year in November when it was nobody, just mm -hmm. TV cameras, like watching sporting events with nobody there, and then those there is about a, a thousand to two thousand people within a hundred square foot radius right there yeah and people talk about the environment and the impacts of that very real very very real at the same time though that shot that phil hit off the tee like i i wonder if that got stopped by people's feet before it went all the way into the boards like oh, well, there's there's real tangible impacts as well oh 100 percent. i saw on twitter that it said oh phil's got a clean lie here imagine that and that's 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 something that we actually talked we had a whole podcast on like the the effects of the crowd in golf and people, people don't think about two things when they play golf with their buddies on a, on a weekend morning or whatever, is you're never losing a ball when there's a crowd around. 100% not, because somebody mm -hmm. saw it, somebody walked over it, that people are running right to it as you hit it. And number two, that rough is no longer as penalizing. Yeah. You're, you're, hitting, out of, down. you're hitting out of trampled, out, trampled down grass. Yeah, you're almost better off missing it 20, 30 yards offline because that means you're getting into the spectator area. Like, there is holes out there where guys legitimately aim for spectators. So you just need to know where those spots are and don't stand there because <laughs> yeah, you're I, liable yeah. to get hit in the head. And another thing that we've talked about, we talked about during COVID on one of our pods, was how the crowds affect players. And I think Phil is one of the dudes that really feeds off having a crowd because mm -hmm. he's so into himself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm into him too. I can't I, no, blame him. No, I'm not knocking him. Like <laughs> I feel that. But when everybody else is pumping you up, you're like, I'm so good. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is telling you're, you, you're so good. You're like, I really am that good. So I, it's kind of like a reaffirming thing of like, yes, I'm playing really well and the crowd loves it. He's Phil's a crowd pleaser. You can look, look at his yeah. sunglasses and tell me he's not a crowd pleaser. <laughs> it, I, I, oh, yes. yes. I apologize. I <laughs> 
I, I had forgotten how when you get big groups of people together for things like this, they're all just holding up their phone. Nobody's nobody's I watching know, it and not make this but It's crazy to see like all, everybody's arm like reached up as high as they can. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does suck. Everybody just wants that moment I forever. Know. It's like guess what? CBS's cameras are better than yours. Yeah, I think you can <laughs> watch knew? it on YouTube forever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everybody just wants to say they were there. Yep. So this will become Phil Mickelson's first PGA Tour win since 2019 when he holds on here. But he dominates on the Champions Tour, so it's he has, he's been winning he's been winning a frequent amount. If if he goes and plays a Champions Tour event, he's he's winning that thing, and he's yeah. out hitting those. I mean, we saw it on 16. He had a 366 yard drive, longest of the day, and it, and it was way longer than Brooks Kepka. Yeah, and, and he's, he's 50. 50 years old. He's been walking for three and a half, four hours. And th- Brooks Kepka is probably one of the most in shape players on the PGA yeah. Tour, other than maybe Bryson. Well, look Shamba. at his knee. Look at him trying to mark his ball uh, right now. Yeah, he's still injured. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's hurt or injured, but he's definitely. Are one. you hurt or injured, buddy? <laughs> he's 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 <laughs> going to collect over a million dollars after this T two finish here at at a major. That's the worst feeling million dollar paycheck I think he's ever had in his yeah. life. Yeah. So let's talk a, a little bit about how the round unfolded for these two, because when you get into Final round at a major. So we tweeted this out this morning. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, do it now at DNVR underscore golf. So this this will be now, because Phil was leading going into this, the 100th straight major that somebody won if they were within four shots of the lead starting Sunday. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, it's, it's not a comeback type of one, and Tiger has 18 of those. Well, because in majors, the... Getting out to a, a hot start is so crucial because there's not going to be huge swings one way or the other. I mean, unless the leader comes back to the field completely, but you're not going to see a guy. You're rarely going to see a guy. Oh, is he going to make it? <laughs> okay, so Phil is officially going to win the, the PGA 2021 PGA Championship at Kiowa. Wow. And he's going to cash the ticket for shout Hank. Out, Let's shout go. Out Kiowa. Congrats, Hank. Thank you. Congratulations. I made some money today. Yeah, that a boy. On DraftKings, seems, Spor- the DraftKings on, Sportsbook on, app yes. got a boost. Mm, you seem uh, crazy stoked about it, dude. I mean, it, it's chill been, out I, a little it, bit. It sunk in for a while. I hit I hit Avs win five one that last game. It's it's this is what I do. Yeah, you're just building. Oh, uh, yeah. Phil without a hat on's a rough scene. I mean, the, he's, he's a fifty year old man. The forehead tan. Most, most angles. Yeah. Most. <laughs> He's been fasting for like 14 days leading up to this event, <laughs> just drinking coffee. Yeah. So Phil Mickelson is now officially the oldest major winner in golf history. And he, well, the thing is he had to, like this course, let's talk about Kiwa for a second. This yeah. course is, Bryson DeChambeau came out who, he's, he's loud, he, but he studies as mu- he's a scientist. He studies as much as anybody on tour. And he said this is by far the hardest course he's played on tour ever. And you can see that with how many guys do we have? Well, so we have the winner at six under, which you never see anymore. Yeah. There was guys shooting just last week. There was guys shooting multiple rounds, single rounds high, lower than six under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have no, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I would honestly say that him finishing at six under is super impressive. Because all the other guys, like, he was too clear of the field. Or th- was it three? He yeah, went by three? At one point, uh, he was too clear of the field. Well, he ended up, yeah, I mean, at one point he was four or five shots up. Yeah, yesterday. It, yeah, he 12, was up five. Yesterday on 12, Ten, he five. was, yeah, he was, 
clearing the field. He was also let's let's talk a little bit about on Friday when we saw him at the top of the leaderboard. I was like, this is a good this is a good storyline. Avs just scored. Sorry about that. Uh, also, now might be the time to say I've got the Avs winning this one 4-1. So uh, get out. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, an empty netter to away. Keep an eye on. Let's go. Let's go. So yes, uh, what were we just talking about? We're talking about how hard Kiwa was, and and then having Phil at the top of the leaderboard oh, on yeah. Friday. Oh yeah, it, everybody thought it was like a, a nice storyline. Nobody was like he's he's not. Nobody thought he was going to finish this thing off. Yeah, this is actually great. I'm going to read this. Uh, one of my buddies sent me this because he he bet on Phil Mickelson or what he thought was Phil Mickelson in the PGA Championship. It ended up not being. So on this article from, from Yahoo Sports on May 21st, Friday night, uh, Dan Agnew. I'm sorry to call him out. I'm just citing a source here. Yep. <laughs> This is the title. Phil Mickelson is a nice story at the PGA Championship, but not a good bet. Oh, and he goes into he goes into basically saying, here, here it is right here. So I'm reading the story from Dag, Dan Agnew, Yahoo Sports. It may be tempting to see Phil Mickelson atop the leaderboard after two rounds and toss a few dollars on him to win the whole thing, especially at the current odds of 1,200 to 1. Yeah. Or t- plus 1,200, 12 to 1, excuse me. Plus Why not, right? To one. How Good cool Lord. would it be to see Lefty win his sixth major at 50? The thing is, there's a reason. The sportsbooks has, have him as the fourth favorite to win the tournament, despite co-leading along Louis Oosthuizen. And even yeah. today, I looked at the DraftKings Sportsbook app this morning. Phil Mickelson's got a one-shot lead, and he was plus 300 to win the tournament, and Brooks Kepka was the favorite. Yeah, I mean, and I that's... Went- why did I not look at those odds? That's why I pulled the trigger. So so now now might be a good time to say this. So my strategy for golf tournaments, first of all, to not bet on them unless I'm going to watch them. That's the big one. 100%. But then if I am going to watch, I take somebody before the tournament, and I just take one more winner every day. You wind up with five guys, like five units on it, and if you hit one, it works. And so I my, like my bet was uh, after that second round, when he was in the lead, he was, like you said, plus 1,200. With DraftKings Sportsbook, there was a 25% boost every day. I got him at plus 1,500. And and you see him up at the top of the leaderboard compared to some of these guys. I think Brooks was like plus 400 at the time. Plus, And I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're yeah. going with Phil. He's playing good golf. That's robbery. Yeah. That's plus 1,500 getting the leader going into the weekend. Like, that, yeah. that just doesn't add up. Well, and it's one of those things where you look at history – and no one's ever won a major at 50, and yeah. you, you think it can't happen. And it, it's one of the you just look at you're like, all right, what? Who else? None of it makes Brooks sense. Brooks Kepka's mm-hmm. yeah. won PGAs like I think he's won two PGAs in the last mm-hmm. five, four years or five years. He, two yeah, of five. Three, years. No, he was trying two. to become he was trying to become the first ever player to win three of four PGAs. Yeah, shows you what I know. And so he like you're like, all right, this is obvious. Brooks Kepka is the favorite here, and getting into the round today and how it tra- how it's transpired is the first hole there was a two-shot swing and Phil Mickelson was immediately down a stroke to Brooks Kepka and you mm-hmm. thought okay Brooks foot on the gas here mm-hmm. this thing is over and Phil fought his way back and we tweeted this earlier from the DNVR golf account in the first 10 holes today there was five two-shot minimum two-shot swings one hole one hole there was a three-shot mm-hmm. swing because Phil Mickelson on the front nine through seven holes had through, one par. Through nine holes had two pars. That's insane. He was either making birdies or bogeys. 
and he ends up shooting one over par 73, but he held on. And, you know, it was, I think the thing that kind of sucks is Louis Oosthuizen, who got to six, seven under today at one point, ended up rinsing one Nobody again. really made that push that we were hoping for. No. Like, we weren't rooting against Phil, but it's always fun to see somebody make a charge, even if yep. they don't win, you know? Yep. Like, to see Brooks really push and make a, a few birdies coming down the stretch or to see Louie not pump one into the water like he did off the tee at the Zurich Classic. He does that. Like three weeks ago. And I, he's one of those guys where he's made an absolutely great living on the PGA Tour. But every time you see him on TV, like you're saying, he's pumping it in the water. He's hitting it in the, the fescue. He's yep. three-putting. He, it's just one of those and things where... And still somehow five under. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how is this happening also? I think he just gets up to the edge of where he gets into like a, a really good position. And then he totally pisses it away. And then he gets back there. Yeah. It's like double bogey, birdie, 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 double bogey. It's like <laughs> two steps back, one step forward kind of thing. Yeah. It's, well, let's talk about the shot of the day today on five. I lost it. Phil Mickelson. Unbelievable. Like, it was an Phil unbelievable Mickelson. shot. Like, it, it was legit. You're, Some people uh, have said I have his wedge game. Wedge, really? Wedge game Phil. Is that, is that right? Wedge game hey, Philly I, Mickelson. I did chip in on, at Flying Horse on the very first hole. And I did yeah. on the last hole, to actually. Set, to set the tone early. That I was, shot that was luck. Mine was very <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I shot a 101. Yep. Yeah, that was a quite the day. It was. But yes, Phil shot on five. That is why you never count him out because his short game is that good. And short game is one of those things where age does not matter. Your ball striking mm-hmm. can... I mean, how many of us have played with that 75-year-old dude who just hits it dead straight, yeah. hits it like 200, maybe 150 yards, 200 yards, and then just chips and putts his ass off and shoots like high 70s, low 80s. And you're like, I don't understand how you get it around the course. Yep. I mean, Phil is just doing that times 10. And he's also bombing it off the tee. Again, we already said this, but that drive on 15. I, well, because I, I, yeah. I looked at you and I was like, oh, my God, Brooks got it out there. Yeah. 361. <laughs> and Phil hits it and it rolls five yards past him. Yeah. I was like, are you shitting me? Longest drive of the day. Just yeah. ahead of Bryson DeChambeau. From yeah. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. from And who knows what the win looked like when for sure. DeChambeau. For sure. But no, I mean, the fact that it was the longest drive on that hole was insane. Well, shout out your company. You can talk about a little bit about the uh, Callaway Chrome Soft X. Oh, and, yeah. Big shout And shouts. the uh, Epic, Epic um, Flash. So I am a Callaway staff guy. Uh, I don't quite hit it as well as Phil does, but... <laughs> <laughs> the the ball is amazing. Like John Rom, and I know John Rom kind of played like shit this week, but John Rom was adamant about having the Chrome Soft X in his bag by the Masters last year. So like John right Rom, he, for the record, he finished T eight. Oh, well, uh, what was he plus one? Minus one. Minus he shot okay. Sixty eight today. Okay, so he had a good round today. Yeah, he, he he's one of those dudes who does that in majors. Like, even if he's not in contention, he'll play well on Sunday and kind of backdoor his way into the top 10. Like, so what? That's a skill. Yeah. To, oh, to, I, to know you're out of the tournament and be able to go do that, that's impressive. See, that I, I would go two ways with that because huh. it's a very freeing feeling when you know you really can't win. So you just kind of, you just freed yeah. up. Like, you just swing free. There's no, there's no tension in your swing. But at the same time, like you said, 
it's easy to cash it in at that point. Yep. So you really kind of have to keep your head down for one more day. But if you're in that spot where you're, say, T40, T30, and you're 10 back of the lead, you're like, if I throw out four or five under, I'm going to make a big jump up the leaderboard, but I well, still have no chance of winning. So that that brings up an interesting point, and I'm, I'm just like kind of looking at the leaderboard here and looking at where players finished because we saw some low ones today. We saw AB answer shoot 64. Mm-hmm. We saw Justin Rose was five under through the first nine holes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is a really interesting part of this. Basically, the PGA Championship, most tournaments end up like this, but especially majors. All right, so when we finish the leaderboard up, we have Phil Mickelson, Louis Oosthuizen, Brooks Kepka, one and both T2. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the only three players that shot over par today until you get down to T8, Kevin Streelman, who was in fourth. So you have the basically the winner of the tournament, T2 and T2, both shooting over par. A guy finished T8 and shot over par, who started the day in fourth. All four players that started the day, one, two, three, and four, shot over par today when guys were shooting 64. And then you go down the rest of the leaderboard, Shane Lowry, uh, T4, three under. Patty Harrington, three under. Harry Higgs, two under. Oh, the big rig. Paul <laughs> Fun Casey, to watch. one under. Abraham Answer, seven under. Justin Rose, five under. Morikawa, Rom, both four under. Zalatoris, Scheffler, both two under. And then Finau and Fowler, both one under today because they weren't in the lead. They didn't have the pre- the pressure of golf when you have a lead and a major is unlike any other. You have and way those, too much time to think. Yeah, and right there, mm-hmm. those show it. Do you think Abe Answer, starting today... At plus six, 12 shots off the lead, gave a shit about what he was doing out there? No. He just fired at pins. Yep. He pl- pl- he just he went out there and balled out, and he shot 64. This is the best round of the tournament. Yeah. And it's it's always funny to see when those guys come out, and he backdoored his way into a T8, a top 10 finish at a major, when he was six over par going into Sunday. And next champ, next PGA Championship rolls around, and we're like, who's the top 10 at last year's PGA? I would not in a million years yeah. guess Abram Answer. I would not guess John Rahm, like I was just talking shit about him. And he's <laughs> T8 also. So, yeah, there's, there's guys where it's kind of like garbage time. Golf's equivalent yeah. of garbage time. You know you're not going to win. You still make a few threes here or whatever. Mm-hmm. You still make a few birdies and... You come in with a nice round and nobody remembers that you did that because it for sure the the headlines are such a big deal so yeah because the headline is phil mickelson at 50 winning it, a major it, exactly that doesn't happen i won't even remember who finished second <laughs> i mean i'll remember for well you remember me talking shit about phil mickelson for, oh yeah i will die with that root yeah i'll die with that yep rooting against openly rooting against phil mickelson yep so we can have that look at that man no he's he's such a gem like i really do enjoy the guy but well it's so we've been talking about the winners let's talk about some guys that struggled this week um so first of all you had to to make the cut in this tournament you had to shoot plus five in the first two days that's it you had to fire 74 75 that's it I'm just saying, this is how hard, this is a test to Kiwa. Yeah. Like, how hard that course really was. And you have guys, uh, let's scroll all the way down here, um, before the withdrawal. So, John Daly, who, by the way, chipped in for birdie and was leading this tournament on for the first For the record, hole. first leader huh. of the tournament. He shot 85-86. Sheesh. 
Tyler Colt, 88-82. He had to have been a PGA pro. Most likely, yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I would think that was so the case. For those of you so who, cool. For yeah. those of you who don't know, the PGA Championship, um, I'm not sure how many qualifying spots there is, but if you're a PGA of America professional, there am, is, yeah, shout out Spencer, uh, real player over I here. I just missed the cut. <laughs> just, just missed it by a hair. Um, but there's a certain amount of PGA pros that qualify for this event. So it, it's really incorporating golf in America, you know, embodying mm -hmm. the municipal courses. Like mm -hmm. any PGA pro from any course, kind of like it's like the PGA version of the U.S. Open. Yeah. You take any PGA guy, they can make it. They can play in a major. And so how does that work? So so there's like regional tournaments and you have to win those to get into a big tournament? So, yeah, I think there's a local there's local qualifiers and then sectional qualifiers. Okay. For the uh, to actually get into the PGA Championship, dude, we gotta uh, we gotta get Spence in there. Yeah, we need to work Spence up all we next need year. To work and just on get his, his game. game in shape. Uh, I don't I don't know if if I want to go out and shoot eighty five. I don't what, care what you. Here's want. Here's what we should do. You hand me your PGA <laughs> card. I'll go out there identifying <laughs> as you. If I qualify for the PGA Championship, I'll let you go out there and shoot a couple of a hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like. How did this guy qualify for this fucking event? <laughs> no, but it would be kind of cool. It really would be. Yeah. Like, no, it wouldn't be. It would be fucking embarrassing. It'd be so much fun. I'm sitting here talking shit about John Daly shooting 85, 86. If I would have played in this tournament, I would have probably shot 52 on the front nine and WD. WD. Back <laughs> that, that's when you accidentally step on like a tuft of grass and twist your ankle. You're like, oh yep. shit, I'm out. Like. You hit the ground out of nowhere. You say you got vertigo. There's so many different excuses you could use. It's it's uh, nice well, to see Sam though. Well, Burns, who's been hot, had to withdraw from this due to a back injury. He shot 41 through five. He was at, he was is at 41. Was he one of my picks? No. Luckily. Oh, okay, I picked him two weeks ago. Yeah, let, let's talk about that. Yeah, really let's quick. talk Just about our that, picks. Get that over with. So Rory McIlroy yeah. fully choked on everything that he had this week. He did, and he fooled me. He fooled me because he won the Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago. He had you all in because he won. So he won the PGA Championship at Kiwa in 2012, I believe. 2011, 2011, 2012. Yeah. So ten years ago, a long time. But he's coming back to a place he's already won. He's playing good golf. He won a couple weeks ago, and I he had me suckered in, and he was the favorite. You don't bet favorites in golf. You like, do not bet no. favorites in golf. Abram Anser was almost my guy this week, and I. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, on the top ten, and even just like odds and golf are so weird too, because they just put the top players in the world at the top of the the odds list every week. Yeah, it's like, dude, this can't like John Rahm's not going to top ten every week, and they have him in the top <laughs> ten of the odds every yep. single week, like borderline minus odds for like a top ten. I'm like that value is terrible. Yeah, that's that's why I love my strategy, where it's like we're gonna pick somebody. It's gonna be Colin Morikawa. If it, <laughs> maybe Justin Thomas, but it's probably gonna be Colin Morikawa. Oh, and the next day you look at the leaderboard and you're like, okay, so who, you pick somebody where's, else. Where's some value right here? Okay. And it gives you a chance to go look at the value. And usually DraftKings gives you like a profit boost for each round, and and it just works really well. Golf like, is actually very electric to bet on. It, it is. is. It, it is. It's a lot of fun, and like getting a big payout like that. Unbelievable. Um, let's talk about Justin Thomas, how bad he played. What did he finish at? He was rough. So 
I'll, I'll tell you a little story. One of my buddies who does uh, DraftKings, and for, actually first, let me just tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. Good idea. So it is now playoff time, and Nuggets are in the playoffs, Avs are in the playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you courtside with a chance to win. 200, basically turn $5 into 200. 40 to 1 odds on any playoff team in the NBA in the NBA playoffs. So you want to bet the Brooklyn Nets next time they play the Boston Celtics, you're turning $200, you're turning $5 into $200. So that's right, pick any team that is in contention, you bet $500 and that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. Oh, the Avs are trying to roof one, and Jordan Bennington is just Very intense us. moment in the hockey game right now for those who aren't watching. So all it takes to claim 40-1 to 1 odds on your basketball team winning is place a $5 bet on that team, and that team has to win. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more during the whole week. You check out the DNVR Bets show. They give you winners all the time. I think they're on some like crazy run since the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw funds at your convenience. I know I had to withdraw some funds last week, pay a little credit card bill off, and I didn't. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR and turn $5 into $200 in free credits when the basketball team of your choosing nuggets in Game 2 against Portland. That's a good bet. Takes the win. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, and the wager is paid out in site credits. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, back to our picks real quick before we get into JT. Because I have another guy I want to talk about that played really well this week and maybe on, maybe on his way back. So we had Rory McIlroy choke job. Yep. We had Daniel Berger, absolute choke job. He, he made the cut, and then he finished at a cool, I believe, 10 over. It's a hot weekend. Uh, 10 over. He shot 76 today. He must um, have been out in Charleston a Victor little too Hoblin much. Victor Hovland shot one night. under today, but he had, he absolutely choked yesterday and shot 75. So he took himself out of it because he was leading for a while. So I thought I'd that was Victor one of Hovland. our picks. Yeah, yeah. Both of us took Hovland. I took Rory. Daniel Berger was not good. Um, let's Mitchell's pick Cameron Champ. He was like 22 over in good the first Lord. two rounds. That was the worst pick I've had. I've made a lot of bad picks. <laughs> that was the worst one I've ever made. I think he was six, five or six over that's, through his front nine, and it was just that's uh, a lot. It sounds like he was five or there. six over through every nine he played exactly. before the weekend started. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. And then Gary Woodland, who really gave it to us today. I'm never we, betting on him. We had him top ten, plus seven hundred. What a tease! He yes. was he was two under heading into the day. He was sitting at sixth place. He made two birdies in his first three holes to get to to get to four under and he was solidly in second place i actually had a cash out on my win for him i had five dollars to win 455 on him winning the tournament and uh there was a cash out for 15 bucks but he was (laughs) he was he was four under and the leaders were at six at that point so i was like oh i'll I'll take this like Mm -hmm. it's one of us open you know when nobody bet on him i'm sure but yeah, our picks did not do very well at all. Who else did I have? I had Champ, Hovland, and Woodland. And Woodland. Yeah, okay. and we, I had Hovland, Rory, and Berger. So I almost took Christian Bezudenhoit, and nobody knows who the hell that is. I watched some European Tour golf. He's been playing really <laughs> well this year, and it would have been a flyer pick, but I think he finished top 10. I'm almost positive. 
Harry Higgs did, and I love that dude. I, yeah, big Harry. Higgs very guy. relatable for me. Um, but I think Bazudenhoy. No, he shot seventy-seven today and finished thirtieth. Good lord, what it, what happened? <laughs> he was like, I think he was minus one like halfway through today. Yeah, he shot uh, two over. Well, yes, two over for the tournament, seventy-seven today. Oh one, wow! One last guy I want to talk about before we get out of here: Ricky Fowler. Is he back? Like this was he's the, not back, dude. This was one of the toughest courses. The according to Bryson Shambo, the toughest course they play on tour, and he shot one under for the tournament. Finished on Sunday with a cool little uh, seventy-one. He shot sixty-nine yesterday. He shot seventy-six on Friday. Otherwise, he's right up there. Is he? I mean, he's been bad, bad. Like he's been missing cuts, bad. So is him finishing T eight in a major at the at Kiwa a good? Is he back? Uh, eh, I'll keep an eye on him. I'm not putting money on him. I'm, I'm more excited to watch him going forward. But but no, I'm not ready to say he's back because he uh, was was solid. You know, you gotta you gotta do something, or at least string together a couple of performances like this to make me think like, okay, something worth betting on is on the way. That's the difference between him and Phil Mickelson. When Phil <laughs> Phil comes out of nowhere and he wins, Ricky comes out of nowhere and finishes T8. Like that's that's. that's that's a good point. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, that's it. That's what, really what do we point. think of Phil now? Are we betting on Phil going forward? I, dude, I think this is like his ride off into the sunset. I think he's just going to shit on everyone on the Champions Tour from here on out. Well, he might just call it a day. But doesn't and he play in the majors? But doesn't he still have to win a U.S. Open? U.S. Open. Yeah. So now he'll keep it, his game in shape for that. Yeah. Is is Phil the, not the favorite? But is he is he a guy we look at to bet on in the U.S. Open? Because he's won. I believe today was his fifth major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixth, sixth major. Sixth, yep. yep, that's right. It was a sixth major, yeah. but he still has never won. He ha- he doesn't have the Grand Slam. And Jordan Spieth was going for the Grand Slam today, trying to. W- I mean, this week I should say today he was out of it, but he was going for the Grand Slam this week. Now Phil's got another PGA Championship under his belt, but Phil Mickelson early U.S. Open favorite, maybe early U.S. I Open definitely favorite. you throw a few bucks on him, like if if he is major hunting this year. And he's got those kind of vibes rolling. You throw a few bucks on him. Well, and I think, like you said, I think that's what he's going to do almost the rest of his career is he's going to play in the yep. big events, he's going to play in the majors, but then he's going to ch- kick it on the Champions Tour and shoot yeah. 24 under every For week three and, days. and win. Yep. Yeah. And, and maybe, like, he'll play some PGA Tour events in the lead-up to the big stuff. He'll probably just pick but out yeah. what he likes, play yep. on the PGA Tour, and then the, the Champions Tour is just so much relaxed and low-key. Like if you can go make 500k a week on the the Champions Tour, yeah. you know you probably wouldn't turn that down. No, I, that doesn't sound horrible. So I would do it. Yeah, I'd probably take that. It's kind of a tough tough choice, but I'd probably do that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that he's somebody to watch out for. Where's the U.S. Open this year? Why am I totally blanking on that? Give me we one need, second. We need stats guy to tell us where the U.S. Open is. This I think year. it's at Winged Foot. Uh, no, I don't. Was it Wingfoot last year? Was it last year? Or two years ago. The U.S. Open in 2021 is at Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines, the South Course. That's where Pines. it is. Yeah, and Phil plays well there. Phil plays really well there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Phil, we're all in on early. Let's bet. do it. Put your bet in for Phil Mickelson. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up one more quick topic. Who do we like going into the the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines? Because that's the next major. Early predictions. Well, 
I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough to win at the same place twice in a year, and I was a sucker, and he played bad this week. But I'm going to be in on Daniel Berger. He just won there. He won at Torrey Pines. I mean, I know it's a different course, and they're going to set it up differently for the U.S. Open, but he just won there not yeah. a month ago. So he's got to be a favorite going in there. Who else played really well at the, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am? Pebble Beach or, Pro I was not, not the, pro- the Farmers Insurance. Farmers Insurance. Who won it? Was it Hovland? It was Berger that won it. Oh, it was Berger that won it. Hovland, Hovland was there. Uh, played pretty good. Nate Lashley was playing pretty good until okay. he had that blow up. So. I definitely think that Victor Hovland is going to win a major either this year or next year. Dude, I keep he's betting too, him. He's too good. He's tr- he hits the ball too well week in, week out. He will be there. And he, he needs to get rid of that one below average round. And he will win a major in the next year well, or two. And he had a very relatable moment on Friday. I don't know if you guys saw that, where he was he was trying to hit a shot. He had, like, four different stances. And he literally, like, with a smile on his face, like Victor always does, he goes, well, this could be fun. And his caddy's like, no, no. And he's like, how much to clear the crap? And that went, like, viral on Twitter because he that, that sounds like us. It's like, yeah. all right, how much? Give how me much, a number. Yeah, give me a number that I at least have to hit it. Yep. I know the flag's 220, but if I get it 140, is it going to clear it? And I will say that Victor's weakest point in his game is his chipping. So if you're watching this, you can give me a shout. I can hook you up with some chipping lessons. Victor, we can get your get your game in order. We can we can get you in in majors. All right. So before we get out of here, guys, thanks for joining us as always. We hope you enjoyed that PGA Championship. You all witnessed history today. It was an electric Sunday with Brooks and Phil taking leads and retaking leads back and back and forth. That's almost never happens. The Masters was fun this year, but it was a blowout. Phil made it close at the end, which was fun. But the whole day, Brooks was up, Phil was up, Brooks was up, Phil was up. So that's very, what we like very to entertaining. See. Entertaining. It's, just, it's fun when one of the stars is winning. Absolutely. It's really fun because Phil is just on a different level than just about anybody else right yeah. now. Yeah, ninety percent of people that don't play golf, ninety-five percent maybe they know the name. They Phil tuned Nicholson. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they heard that Phil was leading going in the back nine. Uh, they turned mom, on the TV. Who never watches golf. Texted us a little earlier and said, "Go, Phil." You know, yeah. and she's older, so she probably. And also, loved- big shout out to all the boomers out there. This is a big up to you. Yeah, big. It was the fifty plus AARP energy. You can still do things, <laughs> Phil Mickel. You, can, you Phil, can still achieve Phil great with things. The a- AARP energy. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah, right. So absolutely. before before we get out of here, though, you guys go join the golf league. Join the DNVR golf league. We're all going to be there each week. Yeah. It's eight weeks. It's, it's going to be an Red absolute Hawk, blast. Mm-hmm. Fossil Trace, Spring Valley, Common Ground. We're going to have a blast. We're going to come to the bar afterwards, have watch, or, well, hopefully watch parties still for teams in the playoffs. Yep. The Avs are still going to be there 100%. They're about to sweep the Blues. They're moving on. We're going to have contests each week. We're going to have a grand prize for the end. So join the Golf League. Go to the dnvr.com and sign up. Follow me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence, him at Big Drive Mitch, Henry at Henry Chisholm. That's C H I S O L M. H O L M every time, damn it. Chisholm. Is that not what I said? Uh, I screwed it up. My bad. At Henry Chisholm. He's awesome. He always joins us. We were watching the PGA together today as everyone's watching the Avs because we just love golf. So follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore golf. Appreciate you all. We'll talk to you all next time. Peace.